0: Welcome to In the Game, presented by Mavis Sports Group. I'm your host, Terry Johnson, and today I have a special guest host, Travis Stride. Travis, will you introduce our guest and get us started?
1: I want to introduce my my little big brother, Richard (laughs) Seymour here. Appreciate you having me, guys. Absolutely. Hey, one of my idols, uh, you know, just to run nah, down. Nah,
2: man, cut it out. <laughs> hey, you, when, I came, when I came to Georgia, man, you know, Trout was, you know, he was standing on top of the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, nah, hey, you
1: know, I appreciate that, man. You, you my idol, um, uh, just for the simple nah, fact, though. Nah, it's
2: all love,
1: guys. All yeah, love, w- where you came from, man. Uh, Turning into an all-SEC, all-American D lineman, uh, sixth overall Mm -hmm. draft pick, seven-time Pro Bowler, five-time All-Pro, three-time Super Bowl winner, uh, future Hall of Famer. Uh, I think you're going into the uh, the Ring of Honor up in uh, up with the Patriots. And you you left
2: out all decade, man. Oh
1: yeah. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah all decade yeah, hey dude, and, and and now he's a ranked <laughs> poker player
0: i know i can't, I can't wait for that conversation see, that, but what i would really, put on the top of that, that really is really, uh, watch this richard
2: I really want to get my insight on the right. poker you know? yeah i really want that insight <laughs> that's what that is that that what you but you know what i like is that
0: young man from gaston south carolina Absolutely. who had overthought the dream at which it is today yeah. with all that said richard welcome welcome man. Thank you. yeah i, I know you, you you're
1: bashful man and you, you've accomplished <laughs> a lot uh won't you give the fans and the listeners a little background information on your on your journey
2: yeah no no like i said again appreciate you having me um you know it's always good to get on good brothers and just uh you know, just begin to share a little bit about your story, you know what I mean? Because everybody uh-huh. at the end of the day, they they see, you know, really the end product, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. and it's so easy to be enamored with everything, all the, all the successes that come along with the journey, you know? Yeah. But a lot of times, um everybody may want it, but are you willing to put in the work that it took to get it, you know? Yeah. And across all boards, whether it's Uh, business whether it's football um you know stocks whatever the case may be i think the formula for in my mind being successful um is they all have the same ingredients it takes Mm -hmm. discipline it's fundamentals Mm -hmm. um it's attention to detail um it's hard work and you know and, and and coming where i come from um it's always good when, when, when mom and dad and, and grandmother, you know, send some prayers up for you as well. So
0: um, I think it takes,
2: yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I think it takes, I think it it takes, um, a lot, uh, you know, just to end up where you want to be at the end of the day. Um, like I said, I'm from Gaston, South Carolina. I went to lower Richmond high school and, um, We actually we put out several pros out of uh Lower Richmond High School as well. Myself, uh David Patton um went there, Jonathan Goodwin. We played on the same team together. His brother is Harold Goodwin, who's the uh, offensive coordinator with Pittsburgh. Well he I think he was in in Arizona now. But um we had some talent to come out. Then like I said, I went on to the University of Georgia. Um and, and here's the thing, like I wasn't like highly touted. Coming into Georgia. But I'm a heck um, of a recruiter. <laughs> <They told me laughs>
1: well, I'm a heck of a recruiter. But keep going, Big Dog. Right, I you interrupt know,
2: uh <laughs> now when I got there I, I'll say this like Georgia was my first visit. Mm-hmm. And I had a couple more brother Clemson and North Carolina later, but I knew Georgia was my home because all my brothers, brother Trebb, Big Jonas, yeah. you know, OG, like all of the guys um you could tell you, know, you could you can feel like it was genuine and it was real you know Okay. and um so you know from there i remember uh, the first time i took my visit i in coach don and jim donin was uh, the head coach at the time um but i remember the first time i went in there and i saw travis stroud i saw marcus stroud um they were in the lunch room they probably don't even remember this and i'm standing there you know it's me and my dad we came on the visit together and i'm i'm kind of in in the background yeah. but i'm looking at these guys and i'm like boy dad i gotta compete with these guys right here <laughs> <shit." Okay. laughs> i'm like I hey
1: it. so
2: i'm like you know i i better eat good now and i better get in the weight room for yeah, sure. sure. so yeah. um you know, but from that point forward, I always had a. I felt like I've always uh, was talented, um, but I had to put like the work in and and the discipline and everything that it takes to be successful to get to the point where, I, where I'm at. And, and then from there, like I said, you know, coaches and that sort of thing. Just um, you know, like I said, went on uh, to New England, six pick in the draft. Uh, And then from there, like I was the rookie on the team with a bunch of OGs again. Right. Um, So I was always blessed and fortunate to be in the right places at the right time with the right teammates and just was able to be a sponge and learn so much that what it took to be a true pro and a true professional. So um, and then from that point, I left New England, went to the university. I mean, uh, went to Oakland Raiders and I was the older guy then helping my young bros and teaching them the ropes and giving them um, all the lessons that I had learned along the way. So um, it was an opportunity for me to pay it forward at that time, but we can get into all of that a little
1: bit. Yeah, and and, and the thing is, how how was that transition? Uh, You were blessed to go into situations to where you was the youngest youngest person in the room and you were able to become a sponge and pour from others. You have a lot of kids today that want to play and start right now. How did that help you become uh, the success? How do you think that helped you become the success you are uh, today?
2: Yeah, so I, I didn't redshirt my, my my first year at Georgia because um, I was behind guys <laughs> like you. You know yeah. what I mean. So I'm riding the bench, yep. <laughs> right? And, you were getting that work though. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you know from from that from that standpoint, it was an opportunity for me to learn and see what it took. To play at a high level. So I was just able to sit back. Uh, I was young at the time. I played my first game at Georgia. I was 17, 17.
1: years old. I remember. Yeah. I tell and, everybody. Yeah. My son is like, yeah. You know? and, <laughs> I said, my son is yeah, young so, now, and I'm thinking about reclassing, oh, oh, but job. I want to hear your story.
2: Oh. Right. Yeah. No. So I was 17 years old. Um, and from that point, like I, was, I wasn't physically matured enough at that time just to play. Defensive line in the SEC like, you know, especially interior guy. Yeah, um, you know, what I mean because that I always felt like D lineman man. Uh, we had to be the best athletes on the field like we got to be nasty. We gotta mm-hmm. be tough. We gotta be able to rush the passer. We gotta be able to stop the run. Yep. Like so you gotta be in shape to play at a high level. You gotta fight two dudes all the time. <laughs> but then like if you wanna be elite, you gotta be able to rush the passer because that's where you make all the money. That's what you, you right, know what I right. mean. You don't just wanna sit in there and you know, then uh, you know, it's second and long and third and long and then they bring in other guys, you know, for nickel and dime packages onto the field and then you are going off. So I wanted to be the guy to be on the field. Um, all across the board, up and down the defensive line. But not only that, but I wanted to be able to stop the run and rush the plaster and be a complete player in my mm-hmm. mind. So, okay. um, you know, those were some of the challenges because I, I didn't want to come off the field in different situations and different scenarios. So I just looked at it as, okay, well, I need to sharpen my game here. I need to do this. I need to do that. And, like, all of those little lessons along the way – um it really helped me into being the player that you know obviously you know New i like drafted.
0: i like that my question to you is take us to that moment when you transition from high school to the university of georgia in your first big game a hundred thousand yeah. people in the state yeah. take us to that moment. i'll say this
2: so, yeah no I, i'll say this and I, I i tell my wife this story all the time I remember coming out of the tunnel, you know, all the smokes going up and I'm a, I'm a rookie at the
1: time, right? Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: And I was so hyped being on the field like for pre-game.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Until if I had to play, you I exhausted. couldn't have played because I was just
0: that tired. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm talking like I'm beating my chest, I'm looking all in the crowd. That's gonna, you know what I mean? Like I'm ready. Right. And I and I was just like, I'm watching it, you know. The OGs on the sideline, they kind of like, you know, just breaking a little sweat, but just getting right. And I was like, you know what? This was a learning experience for me because <laughs> my heart was beating. I, was yeah. I couldn't do it. So right. from, from that moment, like I just began to learn like, okay, here's what I got to do. Here's why. Here's how. And, you know, like I said, I had, I've always felt like the environments were right for me yeah. and it was a special place. Even before I walked into it, like, uh, you know, just with guys like Trav and Marcus and Jonas and OG, all of the guys that I played with, but also coaches that, um, you know, had their hand in helping develop uh, the talents that I had. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hey, just think, man, uh, thinking about longevity, you know, three years, three games on the 53-man roster, uh, you were able to play 13 long years. You have this. Uh, ability to play this child's game uh for so long how were you able to perform uh at such a high level for so long
2: um i i, I it was quite easy for me just in terms of like my drive was i wanted to be the best so it wasn't anything that was going to stand in the way of that like so that was my initial drive like i didn't yeah. want anybody being better than me and i, I didn't want anybody to beat me in whatever it was. So that was my initial, like, I hated to lose. And that was where, uh, my instincts to like, here's, I also say this, my wife in the off season, she thought that I really enjoyed working out. Okay. Like, but my, my workout for only to be the best, like that was it. And I think now that I'm done now she, she can look back and say, well, you really didn't like to work out because you really don't <laughs> do a whole lot of working out now. <laughs> right, hey,
1: I tell people that all the time.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. So, like, that was my that was my drive at all times. Like, if we were competing in something, mm-hmm. um, whatever it took to win, that's what I was willing to do. That's um, what's up. I was always going to tiptoe the line uh, between being. Uh, Overboard, but I just wanted to be right at the line where I wasn't dirty, but I was going to tiptoe the line and find every edge possible, and I was going to do all the little things. I was going to leave no stone unturned. Yeah. Um, when I when I laid my head on the pillow at night, I wanted to know that that I give everything inside of me to be better than I was yesterday, and and yeah. and also I'll say this. It wasn't that I was trying to compete against other players or other defensive linemen. I just wanted to maximize and get the best out of me. Yeah, and right. you yeah. know, at the end of the day, yeah. like I really didn't know how that would stack up to other guys. Yeah. I really didn't. Yeah. But you know, it, the chips fall where they may, and you know, yeah.
0: wait a minute, that's a key moment that I want live this to start understand. What Richard said was he prepared to be the best of all that he was competing against. His drive wasn't necessarily the win, it was knowing that I've given my best. And you
1: okay with it.
0: And you're okay with it.
1: Right. Absolutely. And going. 100%, into, 100%. And when you're going into battle and you know you put the preparation in and put the work in, you should have confidence. Right. right. That, that's and, no. and that's what it does.
2: Yeah. A hundred percent. It it, yeah, it right. leads to confidence at the end of the day of because when I look at my opponent, if I've done everything possible, I feel when we're on the battlefield to compete, I feel like I should win and it gives me the confidence because I've done everything that I needed to do to be successful. Yep. And you can be happy at the end of the day with the results. Win, lose, or draw it. like It is nothing else left to give. But if, if you leave things on the table and – you know, I didn't do this or my, my my nutrition wasn't proper or I didn't get the massages that I needed. And, you know, just all the little things I, like I tried to like whatever avenue that I could touch. That's what I wanted to do.
1: Good. Good. Hey, did, what What's the difference? I mean, I, I want people to understand you were a seven time pro bowler and you were a five time all pro and you was two time mm-hmm. second team all pro. That's huge how did it feel right. to be the absolute best at your craft? Like I truly lived through you. I know you, I never got a chance mm-hmm. to come see you play. You know, I right. went to several Pittsburgh I games, because of yeah. but yeah. I lived through you. Of course I feel short. However, hopefully you feel that I I was able to pour some seeds and sow something into Absolutely. you that helped you become Absolutely. to who you are. Uh, but me living through you, how did that feel? I've always, wanted to ask you that mm-hmm. to be the absolute best. Oh, if yeah, not the well, best in the league.
2: It. Right. Yeah. Well, I I'll, I'll say this. Um, you know, I'm often asked too like, well, what's one some of your uh in your mind like one of your greatest accomplishments? And uh for me, uh two things. It was being a captain um and I was 22 years old on a veteran team in New England. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and great. then yeah and then secondly it was being a member of the all decade team and the reason I say those two is because all decade team to me it didn't one year right it didn't like well I did it you know for two or three years it was really about a body of work
1: absolutely over
2: the course of a career
1: mm-hmm. you
2: know year in and year out consistently you know it's like you know just just imagine it like this it's like a classic album. Yeah. We don't have to skip tracks. <laughs> you you want to put an album in it and just let, just it, let it go. <laughs> just let it ride. That's yeah. that's what make it legendary, you know what yep. I mean? Like so it isn't like, you know, it's just one game here and there or, or a couple years. Like so it's it's about the longevity and what you've been able to accomplish over the course of a career and and for me, I think it's also a testament to you uh, All the little things that you did along the way, and and then and then too, like um, you you know, you got to stay healthy. I mean, it's all the little things that some of it you can control, some you can't. You know, and you know, I was just very fortunate in that regard. Yeah, you know.
0: But I I like what you said. The All Decade recognized the body of work, not just the moment, but the body, and it goes back from that little kid to where i am today yeah and then if it's the body of work and so many athletes Mm -hmm. forget that that it's a process and you continue to build challenge yourself and look to give your best all the time yeah yeah no i think it's a message for sure yeah
2: and you can't skip any steps
0: (laughs) right that's important yeah, you, you know, stay- what I mean? yeah, you can't. Yeah, score, I right. mean,
2: because you know, like you said, the generation now, like a lot of times, uh, they want to start right now. If it doesn't go right, they want to transfer schools, and yeah. you know, and some of it I understand, you know, because I'm I'm on the player side, so yeah. I understand. Because coaches, coaches can transfer and do it, but but yeah, that's right. a whole other topic. That's what <laughs> w- Yeah, we'll yeah. talk about that later. Yeah, you want to stay the coach. Um,
1: so, so you're speaking about that 22 year old. That 22-year-old on that veteran team, how was it, mm-hmm. you know, you played with two goats, you know, Tom Brady being the goat in his crowd, and I think Bill Belichick, his name should be right. on the, instead of Lombardi, it should be Lombardi Belichick, you mm. know, trophy. Wow. How, how was it playing for two goats, not just one, but being able to understand what leadership is, what preparation is? How was that experience?
2: Yeah. I, I, it's kind of twofold. Like, so when I got to New England, they were coming off a five and 11 season, you know, hadn't made the playoffs in a long time. Um, you know, so it wasn't like I was coming into the a Patriots day. as we know them, Yeah, okay. you know, like it was, it was, this was the foundation. Like it, it was being built in 2001 and, you know, like I said, uh, coach Belichick drafted me uh six overall to the Patriots. Yeah. Um, And, you know, so I I took that as a a big compliment as a defensive guru or a defensive minded head coach, you know, to draft you in. So that was confidence in itself. And in terms of Tom at the time, like Tom was a six round draft pick, uh, you know, on the back of the roster. And Tom wasn't at the time, you know, an elite player by any stretch. Like he wasn't even a starter. And But what happened, obviously, when Drew Bledsoe went down, you know, Tom got the starting role and never looked back. But Tom's first three years in the league, um, we won it in two thousand one, uh, his first year. But uh, Tom was just an, an, a middle of a role player at the time. But it's the it was the intangibles that you saw. You saw yep. the drive, yep. right? Mm-hmm. You saw everything that's going to make that we talked about earlier, that's what's going to make a successful player. Absolutely. You saw the attention to detail. You saw the competitive edge. Yeah. You saw him doing the little things in the weight room. And, uh, you know, so once you add all of that together and then we were, uh, a defensive football team where the difference is when, when a lot of people talk about like Peyton Manning and, and Tom Brady, um, I say this like Tom's always had a defense around him. Like when Tom went down, yeah. we still went eleven and five. Yeah. When Indeed. Peyton went down, they got the first pick in the draft, yeah. right? You know, so it's, it's, <laughs> got it's a big. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, like he's all like, and you know, it's a team sport, so it isn't like okay, one guy is just gonna, you know, uh, go out and just demolish everybody like i mean everybody is professionals at that point so um you know so but tom developing he he became uh on par with peyton and then in a lot of people's minds surpassing him just because of the amount of team success that that we had so um you know wow
1: and and, and what about uh belichick was was he um, I know he's attention to detail. What, what makes him different from other coaches? You know, I see, um, <clears throat> Grunk leaving, Tom leaving for a different experience. You know, was it that buttoned up to where, um, uh, they felt they needed to have fun versus handle the business? What's your thoughts? Well, on I, that I you? look at it
2: this I, and this, this yeah. a uh, great question. I I'll say this, um, At the end of the day, it was about team success. It wasn't about individual accolades. And I think in order to reach the pinnacle in in terms of hosting the Lombardi trophy, I think you have to put your own personal uh, agenda aside for the team success. And the way that I look at it is like, it can all work together because um, obviously you, you have goals and aspiration as a player. You want to make all pro. You want to be pro ball. Like I, I get all of those things, right? Yeah. Um, but a lot of times it takes being on the same page. And, and you know what? This game, Trav, you might have to sacrifice and take on more doubles and da-da-da-da-da. You know, yeah. or whatever we need to win yeah. this right. week. Yeah. Um, so everybody has to buy in to ultimate winning. And and the way that I looked at it, you know, when we go to the table for our contracts, it's an individual game. So right. I just felt like, you know what, if they're going to compensate me accordingly to my value, well, now whatever they're asking me to do, I'm, it, it, that that's really kind of irrelevant. Like, yeah. compensate me for the value that I bring to the team. Okay. And once business is taken care of, then now we can move on outside of it, like yeah. you know. So it, it was like, well, if you if you're taking care of from a, a from the team aspect in terms of winning, then I can look at it and say, well, whatever we need to do as a team, and to uh, to win, like I'm all on board with um, whatever it is that we need to do. That's what's up. Do, I,
1: do you feel that um, you were able to reach and attain all the goals you had set for yourself?
2: Um, okay. I think ones eluded me. Um, well, I will put it like this: I'm, I'm, I think it was. I'll, I'll back up. So I, I do think that it was empowering and liberating to walk away from the game on my own terms. Absolutely, you know?
0: absolutely. And I didn't get a chance. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? So that's
2: huge. I think, yeah, well, no, I mean, but you know, like a lot of times, those are some of the things that's out of your control, and I and I understand that, and I'm I'm grateful for the opportunities and all the successes that I've had along the way. Um, but I also say that, you know, I I made the decision to to walk away from the game mm-hmm. and, you know, it was still teams that wanted me to play and come in, but I was just like, you know what, I'm, I'm ready for a transition. I'm ready for a new chapter in life. And um, because the game is so physical, the game is so, uh, dangerous at times, you know. So I was just like, you know what? I said to be honest, coming into the league, I only wanted to play ten years. Hmm. Um, but uh, once I got to Oakland, Al Davis said, "Richard, I'm gonna make you an offer you can't refuse." So <laughs> I said,
0: All right, ooh, ooh, "I got, you. got you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you. I know that's right. I understand. Yeah, we yeah. got a question because uh, you brought something, yeah. something up, and we're gonna." Go there but before we go there my question is tell us about that first super bowl when you won and you were looking at that trophy and you knowing that you played a critical part in your team achieving this goal
1: and also to add to that how was the second and third was it business as usual or did you covet it like you did the first ah okay
2: Okay, all right. So, I, so I'll say this: like, this is what I always say about the Super Bowls. Um, they count, they, you know. I don't know if y'all have kids, but they are like your kids. Like, yeah. the first one is all right. Your first one, and
1: <laughs> yeah. You one, feed you it's, them, you keep them. Right.
2: Right. Like, the love is still the same, but yeah. y'all got different relationships, I got right? It. And I then got if the boy is a girl, you have a different relationship with your girls than the boys. So. Yeah. Right. All of them kind of fit and flow, and that's kind of how I put it. It's kind of like your kids. You, yeah. you love them all and you enjoy them all, and, and and all of them are different in their own regards. Okay. And me and my wife, that's we have four, so you know. I can understand that.
0: Guy. I've got four boys, and the youngest girl oh, you. Why don't I have as many pictures just as the others? Hey, man, we just <laughs> didn't go. <laughs> right.
2: you know what I'm like,
0: still love I'm you, still you, but just you. didn't go.
2: Yeah, I still love you. I love you, though, no <laughs>
1: Hey, and speaking of that uh, transition, mm-hmm. what, what's your thoughts? Like, how has it been? Are you you, trans, you know transitioned from high school to college, college to the league. You were fortunate to be in situations to where you were able to learn. How did you figure out your new path? Like, I'm, I'm sure you've done well in regards to, you know, business ventures. But you've jumped into one of the hardest sports outside of chess. Yes. In the game of poker. How, like your transition how, how was that that first year out of the game when you walked away right. to where you are now how was that
2: right right um well put it like that like it was uh i was just looking for fun hobbies at the time so it wasn't like i just stopped and said
1: that's a rough you know, hobby because <laughs> <laughs> my bad um yeah no no
2: it's cool i like it was one of those situations where once I got done, you know, I really wanted to, um, you know, be responsible and, you know, be there for my my family and my kids and spend time and, you know, give them all the things that my parents gave me. You know, I I wanted to be there. I wanted to be present. So, um, you know, rather it was all the games and uh, everything that they wanted to do, like I wanted to be there in the, in their life. And I just felt like I was fortunate and afforded that opportunity. And you always hear the term time is money and money is time, right? Well, yeah. the way that I look at it, I was like, well, OK, I have the money. Yeah. So it essentially. I've bought my time back. Mm. right?" That's huge. So how do I want to spend my time now? And I'm, I'm reluctant to give up a lot of my time if it's not really worth um, the things that are in line with the things that I want to do and accomplish. Absolutely. Right. So, um, you know, so that was there. And so I just had an opportunity to kind of really explore avenues of, what makes me happy what makes my family happy what how can i pour the love into my children that like again i said that you know my parents poured into me mm-hmm. and but also you know still balance so much and it wasn't always easy in terms of finding what that looked like yeah. you know it was always it was it was you know talking to different people and you know having meetings and yeah i mean so it was a lot of you know, moving parts, yeah. you know what I mean? So, um, but I just tried to, you know, enjoy the process. And, you know, like I said, it was liberating because I was able to to do it on my own terms. And yeah. um, like, so that that's, I guess that's one aspect, but just also in terms of poker, I played like as a kid with my dad. Yeah. So the desire was all, like, I always had an understanding of the game, but like, so I knew like, all right, well, straight beat. You know two pair or whatever you know so like i knew fundamentals but like i really didn't understand like tournament poker and like cash game poker or whatever the case um yeah right so from there like once i started playing because i had a buddy that played and i played in a little small tournament with him but when i played i said wow this is where i belong like Mm. this I, i i felt the like i felt my palms Sweaty, I felt the the energy change and my my heart rate, my heart rate rise. So I just said, you know what? Like this is it. I'm competing again. I, yeah. I enjoy this. We talked about that. That's what, I told, that then. That's what yeah. I told him. That's what I told him. <laughs> <laughs> and then from there, I said, well, now, yeah, I, it's it's fun. I enjoyed it. I just started slow and just started to learn, and, and my game started to develop, and I just had a natural instinct because i think the game of football has taught me so much in terms of what preparation looks like uh it's taught me so much in terms of never getting too high never getting too low so like if things happen on on the felt where you know i've seen really good players tilt off all of their money because they can't take a loss you know what i mean so it's it's so many things that was just intrinsic intrinsically just in my personality yeah. that I didn't have to, like, it wasn't work yeah. it to to play at a high level. You know what yeah. I mean? Because it was a lot of the qualities were already there. Those but man, then I just had players. to learn more about the game. And, and you know, uh, then I was just able to do that and play in a lot of big events and, and, and also compete with the best players in the world. And yeah. you can't really do that in any other sport. Like, you can't go – from high school football and just go and compete with the guys in the NFL like it right. just that, you know But like in in poker you can go and compete against the best in the world and mm-hmm. But I said this like regardless of You know any money that I've made I said I wanted to be ready to compete at that level with the best in the world so Definitely. I just went on a journey and Uh, just broke the game down, dissect every aspect of it, um, and still learning. And now I can look back and say, when I first started, man, was I so green and didn't know. But it was a learning experience, right? right? And then my game just started to grow and I saw the game differently. And then now new doors are open and my mind of what I thought the game was to what I see the game as today is totally different. So, um, and it's still it's still evolving. And you know, one of my buddies said, Well, if you sit down at the table and you can't really spot uh the mark at the table or the fish at the table, then it's probably you. And you never (laughs) wanna be (laughs) right (laughs) and you never wanna be that guy, you know what I mean? So I just always try to uh you know, take it slow and learn, and like we talked about earlier, not skipping any steps along the way.
1: Yeah,
2: and you know, and, I, and like I said, I mean, I, I've you know been very fortunate to, um, like one of my guys that coaches me, like he's a top five player in the world, okay. and like just to have that type of, it's almost like even now, like having Coach Belichick as your defensive coach, like yeah. all right, well, he's the best ever do it so yeah. like w- when he tells you something is it gives you confidence over anybody else telling you this yeah. or if coach Belichick is telling you hey you're the corner cornerstone of our team and when you do this nobody can stop you you know what I mean? like so it just so gives you, you, you that confidence that. like Oh, you're going to do you're whatever he said, I can, I can do that. <laughs> you,
0: you know what I like, Richard? It, it reminds me of when you shared that first time running out the tunnel. All that energy, all that excitement, right. I can I hear mean, right. But what he talked about, Travis, that I love is it's still the pre- preparation. He's doing mm-hmm. what it takes to be the best at his craft. And the goal is to be the best long term. Long term, period. Period. Right. Let me switch this right fast, Richard, because I want our listeners to understand. Yes, mm-hmm. great athlete. Yes, has transitioned to another career. But I don't want people to not know he is a father who said and mm-hmm. is committed to his kids. He's saying, being there in that moment. Richard, tell us about the foundation you also have. I know that you are big in giving back the, to the community. Share that. You know, we talk about your accolades as an athlete, but I want to talk about your accolades as a man giving back to his you, and you. You still have BGC, correct?
2: Right. The, yep. no, yeah. No, absolutely. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I'll just say this, like, um, just in terms of like my philanthropic efforts and the things that, um, how you try to affect other people's lives, um, mm-hmm. who maybe don't have the voice that you have or have the platform that you have. I think it's I think it's important, especially during um, the movement in the country and all the social unrest and injustices and fight for equality. In the country that we have now, um, but I, I, I'll be remiss if I didn't say that it didn't come from uh, my core family values. In terms of, my dad always gave me tough love, tough and my love. mom gave me the nurturing side. Right, and so I just thought that I've, I've always had a balanced childhood in terms of, um, you know, just caring for people and and, and loving on people and. Um, you know, not being judgmental and just understanding the full dynamic and full scope of, of life. And I've, you know, I've, you know, from my grandparents to, to everybody that um, that has just poured into my life. Like, you know, like I, it's hard for me to kind of talk about all of those things. But yeah. you know, I, I look at it too. Like, I was, uh, you know, rather we were talking about like. Hall of Fame and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. you know, it's talk about yourself. But I also looked at it as it's also an opportunity for me to um, give everybody their flowers and pay respects to the people that's poured into my life. And, and, you know, it's been so many people. And, um, you know, I wouldn't be the man that I am today if it wasn't for those Core values and the love that I received from so many, and and you know, like I, I mean, you know, one another. One of the proudest things is, um, you know, we, me and my wife are donors at the University of Georgia, and you know, have the Seymour Family Scholarship. And okay. you know, when I came there on my visit, I was 16 years old, and I was able to, uh, well, me, and my family, we were able to uh, give back to the university that's given given us so much. Um, but I, I was a, I was a young boy then. And then I coming back to do that as, you know, I just had my 41st birthday and, my you birthday know, forty forty one 41 now. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, but like, it, it's kind of came full circle and you're so grateful for so much, you yeah. know? Right. Um, so that's, yeah,
1: that's good stuff, man. Um, do you, Appreciate um, you, you have any. Any pillars of success that you want to share um, to help some young folk hopefully strive. Um, If if I tell people all the time, I can't help you be the next Richard Seymour. I can't help you be the next Tom Brady or Travis Stroud Mm. if you
0: (laughs) I knew that was coming. I knew it was coming. (laughs) But I can help you
1: become the best you you can be. Right. Right. Any words of wisdom?
2: Yeah, well, I'll say this. I I think it's important to ignore the noise, uh, Mm. for one. Like, it, you know, in the world of, like, social media and always feeling the need to live up to expectations of others, um, I think you need to figure out what's important to you and what it is that you want to do in life. And when I say ignore the noise, like, it's always going to be, you know, People that say, why are you doing this? And, um, but I think, regardless of any of that, I think you have to block it out and you have to stay the course. Right. Um, and that's, and, and we talked about earlier, I think um, once you're kind of like able to block everything out and ignore the noise, um, you know, I think you have to have inside of you the ability to um, work hard. And be disciplined, and be relentless in your drive to be the absolute best that you can be. And and then I, I always tell my kids at the end of the day, you can live with the results, like regardless of what they are. Yeah. If you leave no, no stone unturned in in terms of what it is that you want to do, um, like at the end of the day, like I can just live with that. Like I'm comfortable within my own skin, knowing that. You know oh I, I i couldn't do this as good as travel or that like but i was able to maximize who i was yeah and like i can sleep with that at the end of the day you know yeah. so yeah. that's good stuff
0: that is well richard we want to say th- thank you i mean what a great conversation oh, man. Oh, anytime anytime well we have to bring him back travis what you yeah. think
1: yeah we uh <laughs> yeah you I know what get that was that episode, episode one out right one. yeah that episode was so, <laughs> so you know this is my show <laughs> so uh um, you more than welcome to come back anytime big guy yes um i need to yeah, get on no, that poker absolutely. table with you you let me know where
2: you know what we need to do a game in there or something i yeah,
1: love let's it. Do it then let's do, it. do it actually it's a huge studio <laughs> um so it's it's a lot of opportunity also um you know the the ring of honor Congratulations on that. Yes. Because uh, I think you're no, getting inducted you. th- this year, correct? And then, I don't uh, know. It, it, Yeah,
2: yeah, Well, since COVID and everything yeah, that's going yeah. on. It,
1: I, well, you you yeah. on the list.
2: Yeah, I'm on <laughs> the, the list. There like, we every, go. Already got right, so, you know, I'm good. Yeah, you good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then when you go into the hall, you know your boy got to beat there with you. Gotta be that way. Oh with
2: you. no, absolutely. Yeah, I, it, yeah that's no, good
1: stuff, no, man. I, 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 mean, love, I appreciate it. you coming love, in, uh spending time with us. And uh no, I, hey, down. thanks for having
2: me. And you know, it was a it was a true blast and joy. And you know, like I said, I am willing to come back and and uh we have round two, chapter two.
0: Let's do it. Love it, let's do it. Let's, this is Terry Johnson and let's Travis Stride within the game. Until next time, Travis, I'll see you, my friend.
1: I